Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win, folks, in your life. We do that by helping you win with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the number to jump in. We'd love to help you today. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my dear friend, uh, the incomparable, the graceful, Rachel Cruz, ladies and gentlemen. I love all the adjectives. There Every it is. time you host, yep. Ken, I appreciate I like it. it. Like I a good adjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like helping people out. You ready to go? Let's do this. All right, we're going to take your money questions. Rachel's going to be your money expert today. We'll take any work-related bigger shovel questions. I'll help out on that. And she always weighs in on anything I say, so it's going to be fun. I promise. Let's go to Kisa. That's a very interesting name. Love the names. Kisa from Little Rock, Arkansas. How can we help? Hey, um, thanks for thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, so my question is, I work as a traveling nurse right now. Um, in traveling, I make like probably around one hundred and twenty thousand a year. Uh, if you average it up, working full time, you know, not taking any too much time off between contracts. Um, I would like to. Um, I'm single right now. I'd really like to settle down and have a family, um, have children. You know, that's really where my heart is. Um, I don't have like anyone in my life right now that I would get married to, have children with. That's what I want to do. Um, I'm also paying off debt right now. Um, I owe like I think a total of uh, less than. Um, 38000 between student loans and a truck payment as well. Um, and I'm set to pay all that off by August because um, I'm putting like 5500 a month into that. That's yeah, um, you know, I'm pretty, yeah, I don't spend too much. You know, yeah. I'm pretty like reasonable with my finances. But like my thought is like, okay, should I, because I do want to settle down. I do want to have a family. Like, should I leave travel nursing after and, and get like a core staff position after I pay off this debt and then start working on, you know, like the 15% into investing um, and saving for a house and stuff like that. Or should I keep traveling? How intense, bank, how intense is the traveling? How much does it affect you? Um, I mean, I, I like traveling. I enjoy traveling. I make friends really easily. Um, I guess I just, I don't know, I'm getting to that point in my life, you know, where it's, yeah, I don't know. You just want the, some more stability. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. Well, the reason I asked that, Kisa, is because I'm curious how much you would make less, because you're making 120 as a travel nurse, how much less would you make if you played out the scenario you asked us about and now you take a staff position? What would that pay look like? Um, it depends, I mean, it depends on where you live. I'm from, I'm from Arkansas, um. And so I would think probably if I was to be core staff in a hospital in Arkansas, I'd probably make, I'm guessing, like 60000 Okay. So here's, I'm, I'm curious to know what Rachel thinks, but I, I'll jump in really fast and say just from a professional and financial standpoint, um, if, the, if the travel nurse is not affecting your ability to date, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and we, I hear you want to settle down. It makes all sense. But I also didn't hear a person who's who's feels like their soul is sucked out of their body because of the traveling. You're like, I like the travel. I just want to settle down. I want to have my house. I want to have my backyard. I get all that. But until we got that, you know, that relationship thing going, it me personally, 
I'd keep doing the travel nurse. Uh, and hey, if I'm traveling, that means I get to meet a whole lot of people and uh, hopefully that life partner. And I would be focusing on my relationships and putting myself out there. This is not a dating advice show, but I would keep stacking the cash, Rachel. And then when we find that significant other, uh, then we settle down because I just think that not only can you knock this debt out really fast, I'd love to see that fully uh, funded emergency fund, Rachel, and then she gets going. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. How old are you? Can I ask? I'm 29. 29. Okay. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think if you're still enjoying the travel nursing, I mean, I would keep doing what you're enjoying because you're going to, and after the debt's paid off, like Ken said, and and yes, if you have that emergency fund, I feel like that frees up even more options um, for you. So I'd probably let those be my two goals that are driving me to stay in the high paying job to get through that. And then you're going to look up, you know, and be in your early thirties and you may say, gosh, I'm just kind of, I'm tired of this, right? I mean, like I'm in my mid thirties and we have friends that, you know, he changed jobs because he was traveling a ton and he was like, I kind of just want to, yeah, I don't, I'm I'm just tired of it. Right. So, so I do think there gets to a point in your life that you may not enjoy it as much anymore. And then you're going to have the freedom financially to be able to say, yeah, I'll live on 60 grand and settle, you know, settle down regardless of having somebody in your life or not. Um, I would kind of drive my financial goals to keep me motivated to stay in that high paying job. And then once that's reached, mm-hmm. um, yeah, then you're able to say, gosh, I, I, I'm good cutting my income in half because I can. And I'm gonna, I want to just settle down more and, and be in one place. So um, that's probably what I would do. Does that sound around kind of what you're thinking or um, do you want to just like quit tomorrow? <laughs> No, no, I wouldn't, you know, I want to like pay off my debts first for sure. Um, so I'm not going to quit right now. Um, but you know, like, I, I think it sounds, I think it sounds really reasonable. I guess it, and I mean, obviously like I, I, I believe in God, like I believe that like it's kind of divinely appointed, you know, um, partnership and stuff like that. But you know, it, you know, as a traveler, like, you know, you don't necessarily like build like, Long-term, yeah. You know, hey, yeah. Long-term. Lisa, I hear in your voice that you want to pay this debt off and then you want to slow down. That's what I hear. You you want to you want yeah. to pull back from the traveling. You want to establish some roots. That's what I hear. Is that what I'm? Is that how you felt before yeah. you called us? Yes, roots. I want my roots. Yes, I, I don't have any roots. I didn't. I don't I have a problem great. with that. We're not I, trying to talk you out of it. Yeah, I guess. No, I think it's great. I yeah. think I, I would push to get through baby step. Uh, three, which you just say three, I would say three months of expenses yeah. and then, yeah, and then settle down, but stay, stick with this maybe for another year yeah. uh, or like, you know, map yeah. out, okay, when can I, yeah. you know, get this paid off and all yeah. of it, but have an end date. So at least you're looking towards something because yeah. of what you're really wanting. Yeah. Um, yes. And I'm not one to give dating advice. I haven't dated in 16, <laughs> 17 so years, but I haven't had a bit on a date since 27 Henry years Cloud, ago. though, I will never forget. We were at a smart conference and Dr. Henry Cloud was saying like you, um, even though yes, we believe in a God that orchestrates and knows our story and all of that, it is still our free will to get out there. You gotta go fishing. Yeah, you gotta put yourself out there. And yeah. so I remember Henry saying that. He was like, you know, he talks to people and they're like, well, I just go to my small group. Do women and ask that, men and, out these days? Kisa, what's your, what's I'm, oh, I've, I've literally been married 25 years. Uh, I don't have a clue. I don't think so. Well, I'm just asking. Kisa, what's the play? Do, do you ask dudes out or do you just got to be, what's the, how are you going to get a man? What's the, what's the well, strategy? She's going to be her and she's going to be awesome. Hold on. And what some is, man's going to be like, <laughs> Kisa, Kisa do, you, what, what, you, do you ask guys out? Do women do this? 
I mean, I don't. I'm kind of more traditional. Good yeah, for no, you. So I, am I. I, I, I That's what I like. So, you no. know, people ask me out. You know, it goes. And yeah. Well, I'm like, going to say I'm this. Yeah. If you're in Little Rock, Arkansas, I, I don't know Keisa's last name, but it's pretty unique. And she's got a great salary, great oh career. She's going to be debt-free soon. She's smart. Look up Kisa, all the single guys <laughs> in Little Rock. Give her a call. This could be great. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry. But I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. All right, America, you can win in your money, you can win in your work, and you can win in your relationships, and The Ramsey Show is committed to helping you do that. So excited that you're with us. We're honored. My name is Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz is my co-host and dear friend joining me in studio today. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. And if if you've been listening or or watching just for a small amount of time, it's nerve-wracking to call. We totally get it. We're going to take really good care of you. We're for you. And uh, we'd love for you to jump in today, and let's get some let's get some hope based on some practical steps that you can take to move forward. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Winter is the perfect time to freshen up your home's interior with a new coat of paint. Five star painting can paint your walls and doors, even those difficult cabinets and trim. Find a locally owned five star painting near you at neighborly.com/ramsey. And today's question comes from Hillary in Wyoming. We have had a shift in our income and our mortgage is now about half of our take-home pay. We bring home around $5,500 a month and our mortgage is $2,300. We currently are a month behind on the house and a truck payment, which is $683 a month. We have another car note and a tractor payment. Our $100,000 RV is in the process of being repossessed. Uh, Between the mortgage utilities, groceries, insurance, credit cards, and student loans, we are at a deficit of $400 a month. Oh, when do you just throw in the towel and sell your home? Wow. Um, gosh, Hillary, y'all have a lot of stuff happening. I would say, I mean, just to answer your original question, the main question, when do you sell your home? Unless you see your income going up double and getting back to where it was, Meaning if one of you all has lost your job, but you're in the process of finding one and you think you'll find one here in the next, you know, 30 days, 60 days. Uh, But if something has shifted that, you know, okay, getting our income back to where it was is probably not realistic, then I would sell. And, you know, and again, you don't want to be in a rush with something, but then also you guys need to be, have a level of urgency about you with these other things. I mean, the truck, the other car, um, the, even the RV. And the tractor. The tractor. You know, if you can stop this this repossession, if you can, somehow sell it. I mean, it's in the process of it, so maybe it's too late at this point. But anything you can do to not have things on your record, right? Like like having on your credit reports because it's going it's going to ding you in life. And we're not about going and taking out debt. But in general, if someone pulls that for a job or anything, like that's they're going to be able to see 
um, these elements of your life. And so if you're able to avoid all of this and especially a foreclosure, and that's what I don't want for you. And so I would make the decision to move again, if you don't see your income doubling anytime soon and get rid of some of this stuff, Hillary. I'm like, you guys sell, you can't, you can't afford your truck. You can't afford the tractor. You can't afford the stuff. And so selling it is, it's going to be, it's going to get you to a more peaceful place when you don't have all these payments. Yes. Tough stuff. Before I'd sell the house, I w- I'm with Rachel. I-, I would try to, we have a deficit of 400 a month right now. And so, you know, if we can get, flip that, just yep. flip that. Yeah. My goal would be, okay, now we have a margin of 400. And then what do we have to do to make it 800? We have to make it to make 1200 all while trying to get that income back up. But one of the things we need to mention here is we're in a country right now that has an unbelievable employment market. We have 3.7% unper- uh, unemployment. Here's what that means. There are part-time jobs, gig economy type jobs that are available. Mm-hmm. And even if the, you had a major loss of a job, which sucks, and that takes time to fix sometimes, but going out and making 20, 25 an hour yes, brings yes. a lot of relief yep. short term. That's right. That's so right. Just something to think about. And getting like, one you or can two work. of those. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. It may not be the job, but it's a job. Yeah. You're making an income. Uh, the phone number is 888-825-5225. Let's go to Seattle, Washington. Olivia is there. How can we help? Hi. Um, I'm just kind of stuck in a pickle. I'm on step two, and our monthly income is 4300 a month, and I'm not sure whether or not I should be selling our truck so we can get rid of the $800 a month payment, or, or I should cut up my credit cards because my husband is now starting training and we don't have the money in our savings to pay for this training. But after the training, he would be getting a significant pay increase. Okay. Okay. Walk us through some of these numbers. Give Rachel the numbers. So talk about maybe let's talk about income first, what he's at now and what he's projected to be at. Okay. So starting pay right now or his ending pay in this position is $30 an hour. And that's the max he can go. The starting pay on this new position is 32 to 34. And what's the training going to cost? And the training so far, it's already costed us $1,500. And I had us on the every dollar budget app. So mm-hmm. we, every dollar was accounted for. Um, and so I had a, like, I was thankful that I didn't cut up my credit card. But this morning I was so distraught that I should have cut up my credit card and just tried to figure it out or something. Yeah. You um, working? And he works. He works, I am not working, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but he works um, mostly overtime. I don't know if you've heard of like the North Slope on Alaska. So that 32 yeah. an hour is like a significant increase compared to 30. Yeah. Okay. And um, how old are your kids? I have one child and she's two. She's two. Okay. And how much debt do you guys have left? We have a total or just a car? A total. 69. Okay. And what is that in? And what's that in? Um, seventeen thousand on a credit card, three thousand on another credit card, five thousand student loan, and then forty-one thousand on the car. How much? Forty-one. Yeah, which is just outrageous. Oh my gosh! What's that car worth? Thirty-four. That's mm. where I'm really struggling. It's just dropping like drastically. Yeah, there's so many people underwater on cars right now. Yeah, um, but honestly, mm. I mean, Olivia, yeah, that car is is. I mean, you guys probably make eight hundred dollars a month. Well, and you, I mean, you make around probably fifty five thousand a year before taxes, and, and I mean that's eighty nine. Yeah, before taxes, 
89, yeah. Do you have time, and I, I very much honor stay-at-home moms, do you have any kind of time during the week where you could pick up some part-time work, even if you're doing it from home? I've been looking. I'm just having a hard time coming up with anything. I don't have anyone to watch her, and I don't want to put her in a daycare. And, and I've been trying to find something, but it, I haven't been able to find anything. Okay. Well, keep looking. Be encouraged. You know what your boundaries are there, but any of that will help. And I'm glad you're looking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the $41,000 car, I mean, ugh. I, yeah, I just don't know if I should sell it. That's what I thought. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just that. it's just right on that line. And there's a part of me, Olivia, that what sucks is you will have to take out a probably $7,000 loan uh, to make up the difference. But that feels so much better seeing $7,000 versus 41000 yeah. And it's a car. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, you, you've been in this habit and you said it earlier. So I'm going to just repeat back what you said. You know, well, we just kept the credit card around. Something came up and, you know, it's going to be good for us. So we're, you know, the training and all of it. And I understand how you can like rationally get there. But until you guys make a mindset shift of this is now how we handle money. We don't use debt regardless of what it's going to bring to us in the future until you have a strong line like that olivia you guys are going to continue to creep back in to these habits you really are and so there's a part of me for selling the car it's kind of like shocking the monkey it's like this like oh my gosh it just like it it shocks the system of what you guys have been living in and it forces you to say okay we are doing we are literally acting different right now we are selling a car that we that we should never have bought in the first place we're cutting up the credit cards and we're just saying no. And you have to have that hard line because this whole like wishy-washy way with debt, it's going to find its right. way back in. And you guys will look up and the habits haven't really changed. And so um, having that hard line, I think is what I really want for you guys. So yeah, I would sell the car, Olivia. I would start working um, to pay off that credit card uh, next, the student loan, then the $7,000 loan that you'll take out for the remaining of the car. Yep. And then you guys go and attack this big credit card debt of $17,000 and get rid of them. I mean, I, I, I just, I, um, again, when we have the ability to go back in, it's the easiest way in the moment. It's okay. We'll just, we'll just swipe it. We'll just go back in. That's what people find. And when you don't have that option anymore, it forces you to look at other options, which there are other options out there. It may take more patience, but there's other options. Thanks for the call, Olivia. You got this. Focus. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225, 888 825 
5225 taking your questions. Let's go to Zella, who is on the line in Indianapolis, Indiana. Zella, how can we help? Hi. Hi there, Ken. Um, so my question is, my husband and I do not live in the same country. Um, he's in Canada. I'm here in the U.S. And we're on we're on board with combining finances with married couples and take, taking down debts first and not using credit card and all that. Um, but we each have our own debts that we bring when we got married. We're on baby step two, which is paying off the debt in the snowball method. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, do we tackle our debts in combination? Like, do we list it from small to big, like his debt and my debt and Canadian dollars and US dollars combined? Like, do I send him money, uh, money transfer, and does he send him send me money transfer um, to pay that, or do we tackle our debts separately? Okay. And we're not combining our checking account yet because we, we, we haven't found a bank that would accept both currencies yet. All right, couple questions before we dive into that part. Uh, mm-hmm. How long have you been married? Six months now. And and the plan was to, to live separately the entire time? No, we are currently working on getting him here to the U.S. We actually have our application now, and it's in process um, in the immigration, USCIS. It just takes a while, about a year or two. Even though you're married, even though he married an American yeah. woman, it's still taking about a year. I'm not an American citizen yet. I'm just a green card holder over here. Okay. All right. That, so that's why I was. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Rachel, uh, I don't like that they uh, have not combined accounts, although you're saying this well, is a, a logistic, legal Well, there's thing. a logistical thing, I think, when you're working well, that's what with I'm two, se- yeah, two separate countries. I mean, yeah, you guys may not find a great solution to actually share a physical checking account together um until he comes here what does he make and what mm-hmm. do you make financially I, I, for him i converted the us dollars for his salary is 60k us dollars mine is 80k and mm-hmm. he has about also 64k of total loans debts and i have about 19k of debt okay. okay how long um I'm just curious, how long were you guys, how long did y'all date for? We only officially dated for two months before we got married, but we've known each other since we were kindergarten. Oh, okay, okay. So you guys have had history. So you knew going yeah. into this that you would be in this situation from, uh, a, from a long distance standpoint. You've known each other since kindergarten. Yeah. So are, are you Canadian? No, we're both Filipinos. We just migrated to different countries. Um, at some point in our life, and we and y'all met kept here a- in the U.S. And yeah. okay. what country were you in when you met as kindergartners? The Philippines. We both grew up there, and then I our see. families migrated to different countries. So yeah. he goes to Canada, and you go to America. The U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you sending the way you ask this question? I'm just curious. Are you sending money to him? I well, right now we are currently in doubt on whether to pay his loan first or to pay mine first. So I was sending him money How to much? pay off the smallest. Well, I just sent him 100 this month. It's not constant, like just to pay off his the smallest debt that he has. Yeah, but 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 how much money have you sent him, Ballpark, since you've been married? Uh, not much, like five, just 
two hundred dollars maybe in total. Okay. He, All right. he yeah, it's two hundred dollars in total, I guess. Okay. And then All this right. is such an ignorant question. I probably should know this, but like your marriage license, like when you guys got married, is it um like our marriage license is here in the US. It is okay, okay. So once he comes here, okay. Trying to put all the pieces together. So was he on a full- yeah? Was he on a visa and to, to be able to come over here and get married? A travel visa? No, Canadian. He's a Canadian citizen now, so Canadian citizens can come over to the U.S. for six months at a time. So he just visit. We we see each other one week a month because um, that's just how the the border allows him to to come. Okay. Um, just okay. one week at a time. Okay. Well, this is one, complex, so. Rachel. This is a yeah. Little complex. Well, I'm, I mean, there's a reality that yeah if you're in two separate countries with two separate currencies yeah you may not be able to, to share a physical checking account i mean that's obviously the goal once you guys get into a place that you're actually living in the same country that's what we want to work towards but since you are married you know seeing this as a holistic picture though that yeah for you guys combined to look at your income as one uh, I would take all of your debts and I would combine them and say, okay, let's list out the smallest debt to the largest. And, you know, when you get married, it is, you are, you are one in every aspect of this. And so um, I would be paying off the, yeah, the smallest debt first, regardless of if it's his debt or your debt. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I'm be, yeah. And I, I, and my hesitation when I'm saying all this is yeah for all of you listening though you don't do this unless you are legally married you do not do this if you are engaged mm-hmm. if you are dating um but for a married couple this is yeah this is what you do and so uh combining but yeah i mean in a perfect world you guys would be able to you know see each other's accounts and you're very much on the same page um with your budget and what he's going to be spending what you're going to be spending it's just a really kind of weird situation is when you said being in two, yes. living in yeah. two separate countries for what could be two years and you're married i'm like man that's I, terrible I, zell i'm sorry to keep asking i you said that you guys are on board you said that we're committed to this yes. uh, so 100% both of us you so you're seeing progress you're seeing his budget based on his oh, yeah. 60,000 and so you're sending him the money for what? What was the reason for sending him money again? Just to help pay down the lowest, the smallest yes. debt? Yes. So okay. just to help pay down his smallest debt. And when it's time for my smallest okay. debt, he, he also sends me money. So you got evidence. So I don't know if that's the, the wisest. Great. So you guys are on the same page and, and we are attacking this thing as though we have the same account and we're in the same country. It's just separate. So that if you're doing that, then, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he's okay. got to be okay. fully on board. 100% on yes, board. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. I've That's never. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, keep going. Okay. Listen, I know. Good luck. Max communication. <laughs> like this That's is like, hard. Yeah. Wow. That's hard. I mean, dating long distance is one thing. Being married long distance. Well, you think about how many couples struggle with finances when they live in the same house. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, just a lot of communication between you guys. Um, yeah. And we, you know, the reason we would say you don't combine accounts because there are reasons, there's mm-hmm. asterisks to this, right? If you are in a dangerous situation, if there's abuse, if there's an addiction that's not being addressed, if um, you know, if there's there's reasons to protect yourself, um, then that's what you need to do, right? I mean, w- and we've even said on the show, there's some spouses that will not uh, be on board at all yeah. on any level of the same page with money, and they go out and rack up all this debt on their own. Yeah. And there gets to a point that like you even have to, you know, there's a level to protect yourself. So like always remember that. And so um, that's why I even said, 
if you're not married, you don't send people money because this is just an, I mean, they've been married, they, they dated for two months, live separate countries. And um, yeah, you just want to make sure that it is, you know, everything is okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to play armchair quarterback, but Zella, if I could have talked to you six months ago, you know, I think I would have said, look, you're in America on a green card. He's a Canadian citizen. Let's think about where we're living a little bit further. Let's 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 play this out here and let's do what's best for our marriage. Yeah, it just not causes our, some stress. And, yeah, just yeah. a lot of separation here. And and I and again, this is fascinating to me. Uh, this is otherwise a, a a very nice couple. These are good people, and a year and a half for him to be able to get what paperwork he needs, in light of the fact that we have people crossing our borders just freely i just don't understand how the government can't figure out how to help people who are trying to oh, I know. do it the right way like what paperwork does this dude have to fill out to be with his wife it's the government it can. irritates me i'm not an anti-government uh rant right now i just kind of go i hate that you know yeah totally totally they've yeah, done everything to do the, right the right, right thing. way that's right that's right it's, yeah can we fast forward this please i, hear you. I know so i'm not a bureaucrat in dc or somebody in listening come help on Zella. Zella's husband out but listen Zella, in all seriousness, make sure you guys are really dialed in, you know, to an online group, you know, get in a class. You guys need that extra accountability just given the complexities of your relationship. Don't move. More of The Ramsey Show coming right up. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, America. Thrilled to have you with us. We're here to help you win in your life, specifically with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. All three of those areas are really connected, and if you're losing in one of them, you might be losing in all three. We want to help you win. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. All right, so uh, those of you interested in real estate, Thinking about what your real estate strategy is going to be, Dave Ramsey's got a brand new quick read out called the what is it? Oh, real estate, the Ramsey way. This is fresh off the press. Like I haven't even seen this. And uh, look at Dave, million dollar smile. Just you know, happy just, to talk about real he's estate. He's so happy to talk about real estate. We call these quick reads. These are very very accessible. And uh, this is taking Dave's decades of experience with real estate, putting it all in one short read to help you with buying, selling, and investing. It's only 70 pages. Home ownership is still possible. You can turn that home into your biggest asset. It can be done, but you got to do it the right way. So you can get your copy now at RamseySolutions.com slash store. That's RamseySolutions.com slash store. All right, Kylie's up next in Dallas, Texas. Kylie, how can we help? Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I was calling in because my husband and I are at a pretty good stage in our life where we uh, have bought our second property and we are looking to build. Um, there were some circumstances that happened to cause us to move a little bit faster on the build than we would have liked. So our first home is completely paid off. Uh, we just have a mortgage on the second property that we bought. And um, the mortgage on that is about 310 and we're looking to build a house with about $300,000 on that property. Uh, we have a couple different options, and one of those options was to take out a HELOC to cover about $200,000 on our first property. 
um, to cover the cost of the build because we have about 115 saved up to put towards it. So I was just looking um, for some direction. We're really not sure kind of which way to turn. And um, what's we, the end goal? What's the end goal? What are you trying to pull in, off here? So this is essentially kind of my dream property, the second house that we bought. Um, we're needing to build because right now my father, he is 100% disabled, and it was unexpected, so we're needing mm-hmm. to have care for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to put him in a home. We want to keep him with us. So that's the reason for doing the build now because he does not fit in our current home. It is too small, and it is not. Um, we've made you know adjustments as needed. But that yeah, it's very admirable of you guys. Yeah, for sure. So the the second property, is there a house on it now? There's a mobile home on it, which presents some uh, struggles to get a construction loan. A lot of people don't like that. And the HELOC, they're willing to just give us without any of the red tape. Okay, everything. why are you keeping the first home then? Yeah. We're currently living there um, in the first home, and we intend to live there through the build. And then once that build is complete, we could either sell it or keep it as a rental. I'd prefer to keep it. It's in a great location, um, and it could rent and give us some really great uh, money. How much could you get for it if you guys sold it today? Probably in the range of like $300,000. Oh, just enough for what you need for the new house. Okay, Kylie, here's what I would do. I would No, I would not go take out a HELOC. I would not continue to go into debt when you have an asset like a house. Now, if you guys had everything paid off and you were going to be, you know, you had money saved to be able to cash flow the build of the new house and you wanted to keep this as a rental, that would be okay. But you're sitting here and you're trying to kind of piecemeal all this together where you could make it pretty simple. It's not it's not going to be the plan you want, but I would I would sell. I would go rent for a while I have to while we build. So it may be a 12, 18 month yep. uh, rental situation, uh, making sure that it's enough room for your dad and everything, right? So you guys will have those parameters uh, cash flow the house as you build, and then you know the the three the three hundred ten thousand that's for the land. Yeah, then you kind of take that as the mortgage and say, okay, yep. that's then what we're going to continue to pay off. And so, um, I would not go get out a second. You know, I would not go get a HELOC or you know go around that way. But um, that I mean, that's personally what I would do because I would not continue to go deeper in debt if I don't have to. And you're in a situation that yeah, you have a great asset of a home and. Yep. I mean, I would use it to further the cash flow that you guys will be able to pay this property down quick. And then you have free, you, you're completely debt free. You have no mortgage or anything right after that property is, and um, that's the dream. is paid off. And that's what we want for you. We want you to get to that point fast. And this is the fastest, best way uh, to do that. And, you know, in real estate, so hard because I feel like, too, the idea of having a rental passive income, like oh, this it whole sounds dream. so exciting. And it's great. Like we love investing real estate, right? The real estate quick guy. Like we are not anti-real estate people. We are pro-real estate right. people, but doing it in the right time and the right stage of your life. Right. And and for you guys, and here's the other thing, because uh, I, uh, Kylie, we built a home in 2018, moved in in 2019. And I'm telling you, when you have cash that you are working with you stay in budget suddenly it's true the upgrade of the tile oh this this and this Mm -hmm. do we have the money for it i mean it really gives you this Mm -hmm. hard and fast rule because it can be so easy to say okay we'll just get a little bit more and the bank will be willing to you know we'll 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 get maybe forty thousand dollars more to do some you know you continue to uptick but this really it's an accountability thing when you're working with it and 
what a gift to be able to do that. I mean, that's really yeah. um, how I would look at this. And, and, and Kyle, I just add very quickly, you said that this second property that you need for your father, uh, I'm glad you can do it. And Rachel's 100% right. You need to sell the current home and do what she does. Here's why. Uh, you, would still owe, you would still owe on that house. And now all of a sudden, this dream property, mm-hmm. uh, it, the whole thing could become a nightmare if you get somebody in renting your house. And believe me, when something goes wrong with the roof or the toilets or whatever, they're calling you. And all of a sudden, I'm a landlord. And you have $600,000. And you're $600,000 in debt. And so I, I, this is a no-brainer. Sell, rent. Rachel's 100% right. Focus on this dream. Mm-hmm. This dream property that also is going to be a blessing for your dad in in his time of need. Yeah. Don't muck this up. It just doesn't need to get that complicated because here's the other thing, Rachel, that kills me. And people go, oh, you know, we can rent it. And I always love to do the exercise of, okay, uh, what's the mortgage on the rental property that they tell me? And what are you going to clear each month? And, you know, if it could be $300, $400. It's like, yeah. oh, so we're going to take on all this risk yeah. and all this pain in the butt to be yeah. a landlord for what amounts to $4,800 a year? Right, 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 right. And, and that's, that's assuming you have no expenses. Yes, that's right, that's right. So this idea that I'm going to get rich. But hers is paid off, her specific situation. Oh, her house was? I think so. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, everything else it. I yes. said is true. Yes, yes. But I would use the money. The point is we don't want her to go into debt on the new property. That's right, exactly, exactly. And but, why be a landlord? Carry point, debt, be a landlord is the point. Don't right. do that. That's right, 100%. It's crazy. Uh, people get sucked into that, and it's just, there's so much that can go wrong. So hard, yep. That's nuts. All right, let's go to Chandler in Salt Lake City. Chandler, we only got about a minute and a half, two minutes. What's your question? Okay, so getting right to the point, I'm a PhD student, and I'm studying the skills to be a high-level quantitative researcher, which includes statistics, research methods, programming, this kind of thing, right? Um, my particular subfield is political science and criminal justice, I also work a full-time job in an unrelated field. While it's really hard and I have to maximize my time, I'm more than capable of following through with this. My question is, would it be a better time investment to drop a full-time job and put that towards my quantitative skill set? In the short term, that would put me in a much less fulfilling and more difficult financial position, but I can see how it would pay off in the long run. When you say more difficult, how are we talking barely scraping by or just a little uncomfortable? Yeah, it would be like barely scraping Do you have by debt? on the student stipend. Do no. You have, you have no debt. Do you have cash? You got an emergency fund? Yep, full six months. What's the timeline? You're the quantitative guy. Give it to me fast. If you do this move that we're talking about, how long am I in this uncomfortable, barely making it by before it pays off and I'm making more dough? Uh, the, the payoff would be about four to five years. I wouldn't do it. Not for that it's long. It's too risky, man. One major yeah. life thing happens and you're whacked and it's just, what do I do? And I'm trying to recover. Uh, I'd stay in the day job, finish the PhD. That's hard too, but it has way less risk. And so let's step our way into this new future. Stay in the day job. Do not take that risk. It's not worth it. You're trying to exchange time for a ton of risk and oof, I wouldn't do that. Good hour, Rachel Cruz. Thanks to Austin, our fearless leader, and the guys in the booth. This is The Ramsey Show.